0: (coughs) could it be is it he ben ben is here hi ben tad ben is here can i get an amen hey i'm not dead the uh, computer works everything's a little dusty in here but glad to be back welcome to episode 257 of amen brother ben it's the podcast that keeps you focused on god and acting like jesus back for 2023 and um decided that i would uh see if this whole thing works uh for those of you that listen probably know and pay attention to my socials or you know me personally you know that uh it's not necessarily been you know just be slacking but uh, God has brought me through surgery and all sorts of other stuff this past season. So it's been a season of, whoo, just getting through, but, uh, I'm happy to be back and wanted to particularly, uh, cause this podcast is, it's not just me talking for the sake of, of me talking, right? Like that's not why we want to do this. We want to do this. If we have a point to make, if we want to, um, Talk about things of, of God's word and things of, of life that we can apply the truth of God to. So that's what we're doing. And we're starting a new series at our church called Abound. It's about living the abundant life that Jesus offers you. He, he makes that promise to us in John 1010. 10. And so we started this past Sunday, and as with many of these uh podcasts, they're you can get something out of them, but they're even better if you go back and listen to the sermon. So, uh, we'll link the sermon in the description below, uh, wherever you're listening so that you can go back and look at the sermon as well. You can always find, uh, our, our messages at com. That's the website, but, uh, wanted to talk this week. And, and the point of my, my plan is to make a podcast for each subsequent, uh, sermon that we do in this five message series about the abundant life, because everybody is trying to do that, right? New year, new you, yada, yada, all that stuff that you want to try to accomplish. And, um, we want to make sure that it's not in vain. You know what I'm saying? Like that you actually have 2023 be a blessing to you, but we've found, I've found at least, and I think more of our, our church family are starting to realize that we're looking in the wrong places. Um, and so we talked a little bit Sunday about that, about how we really, it's kind of a, 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 holy catch 22. We want to give up our life in Matthew 16. We're supposed to give up our own way. Um, we're supposed to deny ourselves, take up over our cross, which doesn't mean you put on a cross necklace. It means that you take up suffering and sacrifice, and then you follow Jesus. You follow in his ways, you follow in his words, you follow in his worship. And that's where you you sort of change your perspective a la Psalm 37 verse four that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He's saying, if you will get your joy from me, then you will always have joy because I will always give myself to you. And if you want the abundant life, if you want a life full of abundance, which means you have more than you need, you're not lacking of anything, then you have to give up your desire for some of these things, right? We've got to give up our desire for, uh, being rich, being famous. Um, you know, uh, all these worldly things, which in and of themselves are not necessarily bad, but Jesus is saying, that's not, what's going to bring you life. I might use it to bless you, but what you're really looking for is me. And that's what I promise that I will give to you. And so that's kind of the idea behind the abundant life. And we sort of established that's sort of the sermon in a, in 60 seconds there, or however long it took me to go through that. Um, you know, a a sermon in a, in a, in a moment. Um, but you can go back and and get the rest of it. But I want to talk about a couple verses that I put in. We have these little booklets that go along with the series to kind of encourage people to get into, um, more of, you know, dig a little bit deeper and, Uh, You know, this idea of giving up life to get it is kind of weird. And I've actually heard, you know, uh, I don't actually know if they were atheists, but someone that was against the the, the Christian idea go, well, that's cheating. You're kind of giving a bait and switch. You're saying, here's the abundant life, but by the way, you've got to give up your life. And and it's really not. I can see how someone who is saying, okay, I, I really still want all these material things i really still expect to be healthy wealthy and wise and have good relationships and friendships and a fulfilling abundant life with the stuff of the world they if that's still what you're looking for then to hear jesus say you got to give all that up that doesn't sound like a great idea it doesn't sound like a plan right but when you surrender all that and real, and this is really what it is, it's not a bait and switch. It's Jesus going, what I have to offer you is better. And it's so much better that that it, it, it kind of works in, in reverse and opposite of how things seem to be, right? It's it's not that, I mean, we, we call this the upside down kingdom of, of Christ, right? That uh, the first will be last. Um, and, and, and it's only upside down. It's only backwards because we're backwards, right? Like this is the way that God set up life for us to flourish and be blessed. And, and it's always been that way. And in fact, the story of the Bible is, and the story of God's word is, is us trying to, us being told what is the way to life, what is good, why we're here, why we're created and us saying, no, I want, I want something different. And then we wonder why it doesn't work. You know, it's like, uh, when we, when we chase after these things that were never meant to fulfill us and yet. They don't. And we're like, why is this not working? It's because it's never meant to fulfill you. But there's some other verses in the. I wanted us to explore more of the upside down kingdom, uh, more of this kind of backwards, against the grain thinking uh, that is right in line with the verses that I talked about on Sunday. of um, give up your life to, to gain true life versus like, uh, Matthew, in Matthew five, where Jesus is, is delivering some of his most famous words. And, and he says in Matthew 5, 10, he says, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when you mock, when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you because you're my followers. He says this weird thing in verse 12, he says, be happy about it. Be very glad, for the reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. saying, you're in good company. There are mighty men of God who may have suffered a little bit now, but their eternities are so much more blessed because of it. That's, that's this kind of big picture uh, perspective that we have to have, that, yeah, we might have uh, a sucky go of it right now, but if you are being persecuted for the sake of Jesus uh, then, and, and for doing the right thing, then actually you're going to have, you know, eternity is a long time. I don't know if you've, if you've thought about that, but, uh, eternity. And in fact, this, this weekend, this coming Sunday, we're, we're, uh, looking at, at our schedules, redeeming our routines and, and our, and looking at time. And, and I've just been reading all these verses this week about how, how short our lives are compared to eternity. And, and Jesus is saying, if you suffer for me for just a little while, you're going to have so many blessings for so much longer. Um, he says something very similar in in Mark chapter 10. Uh, he says, he's talking about serving other people, right? Uh, and he says, um, you're going to drink my bitter cup and be baptized into a baptism of suffering, right? And, and so he's he's saying, you, you know that, this is not going to make us popular. You know what you're saying and, and what we're supposed to do as Christians is is, is very different. Um, and this is where in Mark 10, he says, among you, it's supposed to be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must be a slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served. And this is Mark 10, 44 uh, and 45 says, the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many this is this idea that you don't chase position and accolades chase the higher up thing that if you really want to be a leader you actually don't want to be a leader you want to be a servant Right, you want to you want to do the the crap job that nobody else wants to do. You want to do it so well for the glory of God that, uh, the, and that's when you will Jesus will recognize you as a leader in His kingdom because those are the people that matter to Him, not the high and mighty. Because the high and mighty seem to think that they're God and not the one true God. We get we get chasing our own fame and our own success, and Jesus is going serve others, think about other people, and then I will elevate you to uh, to a higher stature in my kingdom. Maybe he elevates you to something in this life. Maybe he doesn't, maybe you're, 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 you know, picking up trash and doing the, you know, uh, dirt was it dirty jobs with this that TV show, right? Nobody else wants to do. Maybe you're doing those things in this life, but, but that means you're going to be a ruler in eternity. That means you're going to be, uh, you're going to be blessed and highly favored forever. I, mean, I could do a couple years of that to get to that, but we, we don't, most of us don't really believe that. Do we? We're like, eh, that sounds like a good excuse uh, for me to not pursue something in this life, but this life is not all there is. And we have to remember that. I want to, one more verse I want to share with you is uh first Corinthians one. Um, and, and it's quite a few verses here. Actually it's 18 through 31. Uh, because, some of you are going, this, this, is a, this is a load. I don't want to hear this. This is not what I, what I wanted. This is not what the desires of my heart are right now. But uh, verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 1 says, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. This is not going to make sense if your heart is not in the right place. But we who are being saved know that it is the very power of God. And as the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligence. He's saying, you think you know what's going on here. You think that you're so smart. But there's, I think, believe it's Isaiah that says, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Verse 20 says, so where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of the world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. That means you're not supposed to understand everything. And if you go on this journey to try to wrap your brain around every single part of God, you will always fall short. It is a fool's errand. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It's foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it's foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. Right? Religious, non religious alike. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. You're not gonna when you're there's gonna be people on both sides that are gonna reject it. It says, But to those who who called by who are called to God by salvation, Um, or to salvation both jews and gentiles or non-jewish people christ is the power of god and the wisdom of god it all comes down to the person of jesus the life that jesus lived the things he did and and taught this foolish plan verse 25 uh this plan of this foolish plan of god is wiser than the wisest of human plans and god's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength Uh, there's more to it you can read on through verse thirty-one if you have the booklets if you're a part of our church. But it, it it's not supposed to make all the sense to the world. And if you go around thinking that you have to find the uh, the smartest way to do things, you're always going to be coming up short because there's always a weakness in this, right? There's there's if you look through the the history books, human wisdom it fluctuates all over the place. It's not about that. It's about the unchanging. And sometimes, uh, unintelligible, like you're like, God, why would you do this? Why do you think this way? Why, why would you create some, you know, a person like I've heard this argument a lot. Why would you uh, create a creation that's going to eventually turn to sin? Like that's your fault. It's, It's sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their heads around why God does what he does. But when you find delight in him, when you make him the main point, um, then uh, you don't have to know all those things. Uh, you, you can just trust, right? And I know that sounds like, oh, just trust. But there, there's <laughs> there's plenty of abundance in that decision. This is the abundant life is, is trusting God with the outcome, trusting God with the, the situation that you're in, and, uh, and, and being okay and saying, you know what, my, my contentment, my happiness, my joy is not going to be found in the things that I have. Because let's be honest, if you just because you may not be materialistic, and and be all about your your stacks and your money doesn't mean that you're you, th- there's not the same heart that says I just want a cabin in the woods with my family, right? Or I just want things. We want things a certain way. We want our lives to look a certain way so that you can have abundance of whatever it is you want, whether it's money, whether it's uh, friendship, whether it's freedom, whether it's peace. Like you want those things. Um, and, and really the only way that we're going to get that is through Jesus himself, right? The wisdom of God is found in Christ Jesus, the smartest way to live, the best way to live, the best way to operate is in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's, yeah, that's basically it. That's, um, that's what I want to talk about this week. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to try to talk some more about, uh, the abundant life in the next couple of weeks as I hit all these weird buttons. Trying to get back into my podcast form. Uh, email me, Pastor Ben at if you have any questions about this, you want to talk about it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. Thank y'all for listening. Amen, Brother Ben.